Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. So Isaiah 43, 7, everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, whom I have made. He made us for his glory. He wasn't lonely. Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Human beings are the pinnacle, the very height of God's creation. The human body is a miracle in every sense of the word. And because of the amazingness of God's human creation, we can tend to think a little more highly of ourselves than we ought. While we are made in the image and likeness of God, we're also the carriers of a sinful nature. And in fact, you could say that we're cracked pots in need of repair. I think crackpots is absolutely <laughs> accurate for the human race. We're absolutely. all crackpots. <laughs> I want to read a couple of um, verses straight out of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, and they're kind of a, a bit paradoxical. Genesis one twenty seven says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. You kind of go, wow, human beings created mm. in the image and likeness of God. That's amazing. And then in Genesis chapter 2, it says, and then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living being. So we're the image and likeness of God or we're dirt. Mm. One or the other. They, they kind of sound a bit like a, yeah. a, a paradox, a contradiction. But not really. Yes, we are created in the image and likeness of God. And the real key to understanding that is said that in uh, Genesis 2, 7, that God breathed into him and he became a living being. Mm. And uh, that's the difference. That's the thing that actually sets human beings apart from the rest of the animal world and um, and the human and the the um, the creation of nature, all the animals and everything else. We are uniquely different because there's a spirit living inside of us rather yeah. than just a you know soul or plant just doing their thing. Exactly. Yeah, we have this this living spirit within inside us that was breathed in by God Himself. Now, when you look at Adam, the first man, Bible dictionaries tell you that his name means red. Well, that's Edom, which is where we get the name Esau for, from, mm-hmm. which is red. So Adam is Adam or Edom. They're related. But if you look a little deeper at the name of Adam, it kind of means acre man, as in uh, an acre of land or working the land. So this is um, a man who produces agricultural crops. And the, the funny thing is, is that... Um, the ground, the, the Hebrew word for ground is Adama. So Adam was created from the Adama, and Adam worked the Adama. Mm. And then when he dies, he returns to the Adama. Mm. So it's like really, it's yeah. kind of interesting when you sort of, yeah, I, I think that's really fun. <laughs> but God breathes into him and he becomes this living being. Now, there was an 18th century rabbi and he said this. A person should always carry two slips of paper, one in each pocket. On one it should be written, the world was created for my sake. And on the other it should say, I am but dust and ashes. And on the days when we're feeling really discouraged and worthless, we should read the first one, the world was created for my sake. And when we're feeling a bit full of ourselves on other days and a bit overwhelmed with our own self-importance, we should read the other one that says, I'm just (laughs) dust and ashes. And um, the wonderful Christian author, the late C.S. Lewis, he wrote a book called The Weight of Glory. And in that, he stressed the point that by understanding the eternal significance of every other person that we meet, that would 
or should change the way we treat them. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Now, every single person has the potential or possibility of being somebody of great renown. Okay, you could be a politician or an artist or a musician or an author or a movie star or a scientist. You could develop a a cure for cancer, and that would all be well and fine and good. But along with that notoriety comes responsibility and a lot of adoration. And along with all that adoration, you start to feel like you're pretty hot stuff, mm. you know. And and people can then treat those people like they're little gods and goddesses, almost as if they're, you know, some divine person. I mean, look at when Barack Obama came to power, people were treating it as though it was the second coming. Mm. Okay, look at the way sportsmen and women are treated like heroes. Um, movie stars, my goodness, anybody would think yeah. they could walk on water the That's way right. they're treated sometimes. But they say or do something stupid and they fall from grace and next thing you know, they're nothing, they're worthless, they're getting lots and lots of bad press and it's gone global virally in an hour or so on mm. YouTube. There's a few words that we say a lot, that we focus on a lot in our language. I'm going to go through some of them and tell me if you can see what the common denominator is, all right? Self-awareness, self-assurance, self-belief, self-confidence, self-worth, self-love, self-promotion, self-reliance, self-respect, self-esteem, self-seeking, self-sufficient, self-importance, self-improvement, self-satisfaction, self-actualization, self-indulgent. Any theme coming mm, here? Just give me another few seconds. <laughs> it's coming to me. It's no, oh, clearly, it's that little dash in the middle. It's uh, the same on all of them, isn't it? Well, possibly <laughs> the first word, maybe. Oh, Self. of course. Of course, I know we, what you mean. I yeah. mean, honestly, Robbo, don't you know who I am? <laughs> you know, yep. I know who I am, mm. and everybody else should know who I am. Absolutely. We live in a very self-focused society. We are the center of our own universe, mm. and we often don't understand why we're not the center of everybody else's. Yeah. We, we have this thing in our psyche that's come basically from pop psychology that says self is absolutely paramount. However, we think, and I've heard this preached quite a few times, it says that, that why did God create us? He created us because he was lonely. Really? Mm. God, who is self-sufficient, and is in perfect harmony and unity and fellowship within the Godhead, mm. needed to create human beings that he knew were going to rebel and sin and cause him nothing but heartache, and he did it because he was lonely? Mm. I don't it's think a so. very flawed theology, isn't it? Well, yeah, and there's nowhere in the Bible that says that yeah. or even infers that. Listen to this. This will tell you why he created us. It's Isaiah 43, 7. Everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, whom I have made. He made us for his glory. Mm. He wasn't lonely. He doesn't need us. Yeah. He created us for his glory, but we are benefited by knowing mm. him. For being created, we get the benefit. He gets the glory. He's not lonely. Yeah. You need to, we need to dispel that from <laughs> it. He's not lonely. Absolutely. So man was created in God's image so that we would stand out from the rest of creation that would give us the opportunity to have fellowship with him. But then we blew it. And we are now this sinful, broken, 
cracked pots who are thinking far too highly of ourselves. I want to, I would like to suggest that we read Psalm 139, the whole Psalm. Mm -hmm. It's too much to to read now, but just just a a little bit in Psalm uh, 139. And where the psalmist says, Lord, you've searched me, you've known me, and you know when I sit down, when I rise up, you understand my thoughts from afar, you scrutinize my path and my lying down, you are intimately acquainted with all of my ways. And even before a word is on my tongue, behold, Lord, you know it all. You've enclosed me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. I, it's too high. I can't attain to it. You know, we, we've mentioned this before. Very often what we do is we elevate ourselves through all of our self, 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 mm. self words that I mentioned before. But we humanize God to the point where we bring him down to our level. And so there's the gap. Yeah. Is actually not that big anymore. Yeah. We almost have the gap being that he's below us and we're up there on that little pedestal. Yeah, again, we? because we actually think that he made us because he's lonely. Mm, he yeah. needs us. That's that's not the way it is. We have to con- keep in the forefront of our mind we are cracked, broken vessels, clay vessels made from the dust of the ground. We are made in the image and likeness of God. And he has breathed his spirit into us, but our rebellion has caused this separation. And if, if you don't think that, you know, the thing about um, being very self-focused is, is that humanism and this self-actualization and all the rest of it believes that we have the answer to the world's problems within us. But if you take a look around at the world, we're doing a really bad job of it. It's getting worse. Yeah. And so, therefore, we need some kind of a restoration in these cracked vessels that we have if we want to get it right. But how do we get it right if we've got to get a focus off ourselves and back onto God? How do we get there? Well, that will be the focus next time when we continue to examine our human condition in recognition of being cracked pots. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 